It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Thursday, November 9th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitka's tribal housing organization has expansion plans that could indirectly relieve the housing crunch facing all residents. The Baranoff Island Housing Authority is preparing to move forward with the construction of a pair of new fourplexes in its Indian River Road neighborhood and to develop an additional 20 lots on Herb Deidre Drive. BHA Executive Director Cliff Richter laid out his organization's plans for the Sitka Chamber of Commerce Wednesday afternoon as part of the Chamber's Autumn Speaker Series on the Sitka housing crisis. BHA has developed 180 housing units in Sitka since the 1980s and currently manages 90 rentals under a variety of programs to support the needs of tribal citizens. In the following excerpt of his remarks, Richter explained that not all BHA land development is limited to Alaska Native buyers. When I say sell lots, to be clear, um, what that's probably going to look like is it'll be some sort of a program uh, designed to sell lots to Sitka tribal citizens, or at least tiered in that way. Because of the funding source and because of BHA's mission, um, those lots would be eligible on some sort of a tiered system like you know, we, we still have to flesh this out, but maybe 60 days it's open to STA tribal citizens. And, and then after that, maybe members of other tribes are eligible. Um, and then maybe after another 60 days, it's open to the community um, if there are any lots remaining. So th- that's kind of the vision for that. And, you know, maybe we keep 10 lots for ourselves. Maybe we keep two. Uh, the other thing is after meeting with Amy Ainsley, and just studying what's going on in Sitka, we're heavily considering creating some smaller lots too, to drive the cost down, um, but also to maximize the, the number of lots that we create. Probably between four or five and 6,000 square foot lots. Um, what Sitka needs is more of everything, uh, but we think this is, this is a good way to go um, for this project. That was BHA Executive Director Cliff Richter speaking to the Sitka Chamber of Commerce Wednesday afternoon. Richter said that the development of the lots on Herb Diedrichsen Drive were the result of a $3 million contribution from the Sitka Tribe's share of American Rescue Plan funding. Richter also said BHA was dusting off plans drawn up in 2015 for a pocket neighborhood along the lines of the Sitka Community Land Trust cottage development on Halibut Point Road, which was considered experimental when it was proposed but which he now regarded as very successful. During audience Q&A, chamber member, board member Lauren Olson emphasized that by building houses for tribal citizens, BHA was easing the housing crunch for all Sitkins. It's a ripple effect, he said. A collaborative community group in Sitka is taking part in a national initiative to collect goods for unhoused people in January, but they're kicking things off a bit early. Sitka Outreach and Support Lifeline President Julia Smith says Sitka holds its program sooner, with hopes of helping people stay warm in the earlier winter months. Project Homeless Connect provides a range of foods and services for homeless Sitkins in an event next week at Harrigan Centennial Hall. So we have tarps. We, If someone needs a tent, we'll get one for them. We won't have tents at the event, but we will have them available. Uh, we also have warm weather gear. Um, we try to have headlamps and batteries to go with headlamps and um, and the normal things like socks and hats and gloves and coats and under warm underwear and things like that.
Smith says Lifeline is currently looking for donations for most of those items. She says several other organizations will also be there with resources. Sale will be giving away bus passes, Search will be sharing health information, and the Sitka Homeless Coalition will be there with information on the tiny home village that's currently in development. Smith says they also have a small grant program to help people who are at risk of eviction stay in their homes. They work with the Salvation Army and Sale to distribute those funds. Smith says they don't have a lot of money, but what they have, they use judiciously. And our main emphasis is to help people stay in their homes and not become homeless. Because once you become homeless, it's very difficult to get out of that. And we all know how difficult it is just to find a place to live in Sitka. And of course, we don't have housing for people, but um, we try our best to help people in those situations. The event is Tuesday, November 14th at Harrigan Centennial Hall. For more information, like how to donate items, visit our website at kcaw.org. Sitka's new Catholic priest has an unusual skill set. He's also the official exorcist for the Catholic Church in Alaska. KCAW's Meredith Reddick sat down with Father Joseph McGilloway, a former Benedictine monk who moved to Sitka in September, to talk about his work in a ministry sensationalized by pop culture. You've been the exorcist for the Catholic Church of Alaska for four years. How did you get into that? What motivated you to do this work? Okay, so uh, nothing. So what happened was we had the then Archbishop of Anchorage uh, had brought a friend of his, uh, a priest who has been an exorcist for almost 20 years, now almost 20 years, to talk to us. And really it was the kind of the first time, I suppose, I took the ministry seriously in the sense of, you know, the, the talk made sense. And um, so then a few weeks later, uh, I was trying to get the book uh, uh, and the book was blocked. Um, You you could only buy it with a bishop's permission. So I asked uh, the bishop, hey, um, would you give me a letter of permission or could you order for me, you know, and I'll pay for it or whatever. Just and he said, leave that until I see you. So a few weeks later, (laughs) I met him at a mutual friend's house for dinner and uh, as we were leaving the house, uh, I said, oh, by the way, did you think about whether or not I could have that book? Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, you're going to be the exorcist. <laughs> Bye. And he he jumped in his car and drove off. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he's a big smile on his face. <laughs> and he waved at me and drove off. So that's how I became the exorcist. Yeah. What do you see as the role of this particular ministry? Most of the work that's done is gentle ministry to people who are under some kind of spiritual um, stress. You know, it's not the big scary stuff that you see in the movies, but it's something in their lives that's causing them some stress or grief. And basically, most people, all they need is a reassurance that they're not crazy for wondering if it's a spiritual affliction. You know, what you really don't want is, you know, everybody running around thinking it's always the devil and it's always, you know, evil. And, you know, sometimes someone could, could be physically ill. I mean, the reasons why people can be like they could be, have a brain tumor or something that creates real problems in there and they don't understand. So we got to go and see um, they, they could have mental illness. And thank God we're becoming much more aware of mental illness as a real part of human experience so that we're able to deal with that more rationally uh, as well and without the stigma of, of approaching it. You mentioned mental illness. How do you figure out if someone needs an exorcism? Before we can do anything there, we need to have the person's permission uh, for them to go and get medical and mental health 
checks uh, because the worst thing possible is to perform, especially if it is a mental illness that someone's suffering from, uh, the worst thing is to feed into that mental illness by then suggesting to them that there's some demon involved as well. So you spoke about a couple, you know, really extreme cases. What do those look like when when you do end up in that kind of situation? I mean, my very first um, my very first exorcism was assisting Father Vince Lampert. He'd gi- he'd given me before that, you know, a whole load of books to read and so on. And all the books start the same way, you know. Ninety nine point nine percent of exorcism ministry is gentle and it's prayerful and it's quiet and it's whatever, and then the whole book talks about the the 0.1% because I guess that's what people are interested in a lot of the time, you know. So so I went along to this expecting it to be, you know, 99.9, but it was actually the 0.1. And Father Vince had told me all this a long time before. He said, if any, any of these things that happen, the intention is to distract us from prayer uh, because we get fascinated by the, the strength, the voice change, the, the visual change, the, all those things. Um, the sort of the, the knowledge the person has that's not natural knowledge. It's it, it, I mean it is exa- I mean, it's it's really exhausting. So so Father Vince, knowing I had a sweet tooth, had bought me a big family pack of M and M's. So after all that work, we sat around a table eating M and M's and a divided up brownie, <laughs> and that's all we had for dinner for dinner that night. Father Vince says he often. Um, he often goes to Dairy Queen, wherever he is, for, for some ice cream after. That's his treat. Can you tell me a little bit about the conference in Rome? Amazingly, for a conference, you know, that is dealing with evil, the atmosphere was just, it was really happy. You know, people would say, so, you know, where are you from? And I would say, Alaska. And they're like, Alaska? Wow. So, you know, is the devil at work in Alaska? And I said, well, you know the expression, till hell freezes over. <laughs> I said, There's not a huge amount of demonic going on in Alaska, thank God, but, but there is some. What do you think people get wrong about exorcism? First of all, an exorcist isn't a magician, you know. Um, it's not like a kind of a holy wizard or something who comes in and does a few spells and everything is, is fine. The, the really important thing for them to know is that even if a priest comes to do that, if you are uh, either not a faithful person um, or have no interest in becoming one, what, a, what, a, what an exorcist can do for you is very limited, you know? That was KCAW's Meredith Reddick speaking to Father Joseph McGilloway, the new priest for St. Gregory's Catholic Church in Sitka. He spoke about his role as the official exorcist for the Catholic Church in Alaska. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. Thank you.